0: So we'll continue with the Bhagavat Sundarbha this evening. Jiva Goswami is now in the last, last discussion. He provided Praman or shastric evidence to support his philosophical point that even the Lord's attire his jewelry, his clothing that he wears is also part of his swarup, his internal potency. And he, in order to support that spiritual truth, he quoted a verse regarding the Lord's appearance in the prison house of Kamsa and the experience of Vasudeva Devaki there, that Krishna took birth, well that would be a stretch. Krishna manifested a form in the prison house, and that form was that of Vishnu, Vasudeva Krishna, four arms, all the paraphernalia, all the weapons, two weapons, two things for blessing, and uh, you know... He looked like Vishnu. Now, it's not that they had to dress him. He just appeared as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then he transformed into a child. And as we mentioned, that transformation was brought about by the by the loving mood of Vasudeva devaki First they were afraid, so he appeared in a form that would placate their fear. And then their parental affection manifested, and he changed the form in order to allow them to fully experience that parental affection and care for him deeply, care for him to such an extent that we got to get him out of this place, or Kamsa's coming, and Kamsa will dispatch him. And they did. They, the prison doors opened and Vasudev took Krishna to Vraj. Now, when Krishna transformed from Vishnu into baby Krishna, it's not like his clothes just ended up in a pile on the floor with all the jewelry and his crown and, you know, the chakras laying there and a club. No. They're part of his swarup. they're part of his his nature. When he changes according to the the way that he interacts with the loving mood of his devotees, his paraphernalia acts in kind. That's the point that brings home the point. It's part of his internal nature, his Swarup Shakti. In the commentary, what explanations given? kind of gives us some indication when you when you make a sweet meat out of powdered sugar it's still powdered sugar so it's not that it's constituted of something else you just put it in a form a different form so the Lord is identical with his body and these other manifestations of his energies his Swarup shakti are are part of his internal nature. Agani Yasha Sakalandriya Riti Manti, Pashyanti Panti, Kalayanti Chiram, Jiganti Ananda Chinmaya Sad Ujvalor Vigrahasha, Govinda Maripurusham, Tamaham Bajami. Lord Brahma prays, I worship Govinda the primeval Lord, whose transcendental form is full of bliss, true substantiality and thus is full of the most dazzling splendor. Each of the limbs of that transcendental figure possesses in itself the full-fledged functions of all the organs, and eternally sees, maintains, and manifests the infinite universes, both spiritual and mundane. Our spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, used to say the Lord's Senses are fully interchangeable. Kind of brings home the idea being made here by Lord Brahma. So now Jiva Goswami is going to go forward deal specifically with the Lord's weapons being part of the Lord's Sarup Shakti. They are basically worshiped in the same manner as the Lord himself is worshiped. the devotees worship the chakra, the conch, the lotus, the mace just just as they'd worship the Lord and they are fully conscious manifestations of the Lord Swarup Shakti who have all of his potencies. Our experience is exactly the opposite. What we wear is definitely separate from us. They do not be- belong to our body. They're extraneous. So, Jiva Goswami goes on by quoting Vishvarupa Vishwarupa said to Indra, Now, Vishwarupa, we'll get into a recap of that leela a little later. Remember that's one of the distinguishing characteristics of the Bhagavatam itself, as pointed out by the other Puranas, and pointed out by great sages. Is one of the one of the characteristics of the Bhagavat Purana that distinguishes it from other Puranas that may be called Bhagavat Purana, is the fact that the story of of Vitrasura uh, is there. So this statement is made by Vishvarupa who is the brother of Vitrasura, by father, Trista. Just to begin the narration, Indra, he's the king of the demigods, so to speak, and he had a great assembly, was calling for a great sacrifice, a great assembly. Um, And... his spiritual master, actually the spiritual master of all the demigods entered the assembly and Indra neglected to show him proper respect Just thought didn't cross his mind I'm up here, I'm sitting on this big huge throne and everybody's worshiping me as the king of the demigods and you know, look at this. It's a grand affair you you know you can imagine what he's feeling like with such praise and adulation of the the topmost you know engineers and i mean imagine the President of the United States surrounded by his whole cabinet. if the Pope walked in, is he gonna you know stand up and greet the Pope properly? sometimes he should we know he should but Perhaps he, he wouldn't, depending on what personality was sitting as president. The action may be different based on the person. Anyway, Indra was feeling a little full of himself that day and he didn't offer proper respect to Briaspati. Briaspati just turned around and walked out. <laughs> yeah, we want to be careful about that in dealing with the spiritual master. <laughs> so... Indra recognized what he'd done and he he wanted to uh, rectify the situation so we'll narrate a little bit more but the verse that Jiva Goswami quotes from Vishvarupa Vishwarupa Vishwa, what happened is because of the insult they didn't have a priest they didn't have anybody to guide them they didn't have a local pope to keep things in order so they said who should we Who should we take because we can't find I mean Indra actually looked for his spiritual master, it's not that he tried to he wanted to make up make amends for his offensive attitude and his offense in not showing him proper respect but he couldn't find him anywhere Priyaspati just he fled the scene. He didn't want to see Indra. Wanted to teach him a lesson. So, they took Vishwarupa, who is a Brahmin, as, as their priest, substitute priest. He was the son of Twasta, and uh, well, he was a very magnanimous brahmin so he didn't really discriminate between demigod and demon whoever when we're making oblations we we offer we take care of everybody we don't discriminate he was a nonsectarian brahmin i guess is the way we could look at it so he says Just as a complete reality, Swayam Bhagavan is experienced as free from distinction for those established in exclusive identity with him. Similarly, through his own Maya, he himself employs energies in the form of ornaments, weapons, and insignia. On the truth of this statement may the omniscient, and omnipresent Sri Hari always protect us everywhere by all the potencies and manifestations that are identical to his essential being. Because they lost the support of Brihaspati, they lost dominion over their heavenly abode. And they needed to reacquire it. And because Briaspati was wasn't there, they took shelter of Vishwarupa. And Vishwarupa he he gave them the necessary shield in the form of mantras. Narayan Kuvacha had them perform some archman and we'll go over that a little bit. But it was this whole thing and why Vishwarup is talking in this way is he's trying to introduce the demigods to the concept of the sacrifice he's performing on their behalf and the instruction he's giving them regarding protections of the Lord which are non-different from him his ornaments his weapons his mantras. So, if we, if you can see things like that, then you have faith in the way I'm telling you to apply these mantras to your hands, to the different parts of your body, uh, to your, and and without the faith, uh, you, your mantras are not going to be effective. So, a little bit of explanation. So that the faith could be properly established in the demigods to take the Narayan Kuvacha properly to heart. The phrase this is Jiva again in the Sundarbha explaining what Visrurupa is saying in the verse from the Bhagavatam. The phrase those who experience exclusive identity with Him. refers to those whose vision is fixed exclusively on his transcendental form in the lord that the lord appears to them free from distinction vikalporahita means that he reveals to them his transcendental form <clears throat> which is completely blissful and of one unchanging uniform identity the word yatha just as means In the same way as, in other words, just as the Lord, though replete with form and attributes, is experienced as being of one unchanging uniform identity by those established in exclusive worship of him, so too this one uniform absolute identity employs potencies and form and yet remains one and unchanging. What's all that mean? It means that the Lord's transcendental form and his weapons and his clothing and his ornaments are seen properly by the Lord's devotee. They have the proper consciousness to understand what Vishwarupa is saying. Jiva's bringing that out here. They have they themselves understand this one non-dual absolute truth They understand Advaya. they understand the non-dual nature of the supreme absolute. it's a big subject, but if you can grasp. Put your mind around the nature of the of the and the distinction between the Lord's internal and external potency we we're looking at the world world through a mirror the mirror of our mind and it's a backwards reflection it really is we have a we are completely convinced that everything that we if you want an action if you want to have you know some some reaction it's coming about by your own material activities but actually krishna in the bhagavad gita is trying to get the point across that this material nature is working under my direction does that mean you don't have some free will and some ability to act? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that real action is spiritual action. And material action is just interaction of the modes of material nature. When your consciousness is turned away, looking into the mirror of, of reality, you, you, know, you can't see the true nature of reality. So this point over the next few Anuchetas is going to become very evident. And we're going to cover exclusively that huge contention about someone following from the spiritual route. Jiva deals with it here comprehensively. No one can study the Bhagavata Siddhartha, starting with these Anuchetas in the 60s up through... No one can read through these and come and, and understand what Jeeva is saying and think that the Lord Swarup Shakti and anybody that's come under the mercy of that Swarup Shakti can have any connection with the material energy, with the modes of material nature, with the gunas. It's not able. You're not going to be able to walk away from these, this series of anuchedas, with that conception. It's not possible. And some devotees have walked away from an institution because they know that's a such a misconception. Swamaya, his Maya. This does not mean material maya. This means the Lord's internal potency. Then Vishva, then Jiva Goswami goes, goes forward and uh, quotes. From the Chakra Stava, these are prayers to uh, the Sudarsan Chakra of the Vishnu Dharma Purana, another Purana. Primarily, the has used the Bhagavatam, but once in a while he will also quote other Puranas to substantiate the philosophical points that he's making. So, Bali Maharaj says the following, O king, the Daitya then saw the whole universe, consisting of the planetary divisions known as Bu, Buvar, and so on, within the navel of the Lord's Lord's revolving disk, chakra. Within the navel of the chakra. Yes. Indicating that the Lord's disk, like the Lord himself, Enfolds the entire universe within itself. Some other Yasoda saw the whole universe in Krishna's mouth, and here, the prayer Bali Maharaj is saying, that the whole universe was also experienced in the form of the Lord's Suda-San Chakra. Again, making the point, this is this is Swarup Shakti, and the Lord's. His, his weapons, those items that he carries in his hands, are not just external to himself. And then he goes on to bring in another evidence, which he should, because you guys could easily understand what is the other evidence. It's what the Sudarshan Chakra did for the protection of one of Krishna's devotees, Ambarish Maharaj. Oops. Set in the next Anacheda. May be carried on. Um, mentions made here from the Srimad Bhagavatam regarding the Kastuba gem, which is the embodiment of all pure conscious beings uh, that decorates the neck of Bhagavan. And Vishnu, I'm sorry, Jiva says in regards to this, Thus, even though the statement from the Bhagavatam, 12th canto, the unborn Lord, Lord carries the living beings in the form of the Kastuba gem, is made in regards to the varat form, so the statement in the Bhagavatam is made in speaking of the Lord's universal form, so we could say that we're talking about the universal form wearing a kastuba gem which is the embodiment of all the pure living entities. But Jiva says no. Uh-uh. It's made in regard to the, for the purpose of worship. It should also be understood in reference to the direct form of the Lord because this statement is made considering the two forms as non-different. So remember, the Virat form is not a real manifestation of the Lord's form. It's a manifestation, a um, uh, conceptualization used by the yogis to, to intensify their meditation and, under, and comprehension of the Supreme by envisionment of the material universe in relationship to the Lord, Lord's transcendental form. So I see, you know, this for this part of his, his everything in material existence, everything that the empirical senses, the mind and the senses can can perceive in the world of man, they attribute some aspect to the form of the Lord, and in that way they gradually become Krishna conscious. But it is an imagination. It's not similar to deity worship, which is another another science altogether. Yes, sir?
1: No, on the beginning you read that, uh, that the gems and ornaments of Krishna's they are his Svarup Shakti. Yes. But here in the case of Kastuva gem, it said that they are living entities, isn't it? That they are devotees or souls. What like it entities. says
0: exactly the unborn Lord carries the living beings carries the living beings in the form of the kastuba gem
1: so, they are, so this is jiva that, jiva shakti
0: actually it says pure in one other place the kastuba gem <coughs> is carrying the pure living entities so not the jivas that are under the influence of the external potency but those jivas who are who are are perfect That makes more sense because only those personalities would be completely under the shelter of the Swarup Shakti. That doesn't come out in this little section. Uh, But in the third canto, uh, the following is said in regards to the Kastuba. The Kastuba gem, the embodiment of all pure conscious beings, decorates the neck of Bhagavan. So the purity of the of the living entities that constitute that gemstone is given there in the third canto. The other quote is coming from the twelfth canto. And it's in the context of the discussion of the Virat Rupa. So one would say, well, it's just... it's not a, you know... because the understanding is the Virat Rupa is simply... A methodology to increase the, you know, it's not a true form of the Lord. In the in in the, uh, <clears throat> it's not an expansion an umsa of the Lord. It's a meditative tool, although it's presented in Shastra, it's it's not the Lord's direct form. It's an, an indirect. Appropriation of a form to material nature that one can be re, that can take one's consciousness closer, closer to the Lord. So it's in that context in the twelve canto that it's this this is brought up again. But Jiva says, "No, you should you should understand also. Don't think that it's uh, that the Kastubajjo is only only to be seen." in relationship to the Virat Rupa in other words don't don't in the context of what's being said in the twelfth canto don't be confused that the that uh, what's it say he says exactly uh, because this statement is made considering the two forms as non different in other words there is some attribute some attributed uh, characteristics that are Consistent between Bhagavan uh, Sri Krishna and the universal form. Does that straighten it?
1: I mean, I'm just um, wondering. So, like all other ornaments, I mean, Kalustba Jam has like special role. I mean, it's very special place, right. uh, between all his ornaments.
0: Yes, because why? It contains all those pure devotees. You know. That's right. Yes.
1: But so. Uh, is it like exceptions from all other gems and ornaments which Krishna has? Well, that's uh, all pure
0: Swarup Shakti.
1: Because you know, like here is clearly mentioned that is pure souls. In the other case we're just mentioned as Swarup Shakti, which doesn't need to be I mean like is it like Krishna's
0: uh, the Swarup Shakti is all as as we'll see as we go through this section of the book uh, the Bhagavata, Sandarbha when we talk about the Sarup Shakti, Jiva Goswami brings out a spiritual equality between all these things. He began by explaining the Lord's form for how many at working up to this. And now he's taking it beyond that. Not only his form is part of his, his own nature, his dress is part of His weapons, is. his Vaikuntha planets... And then he goes on, and his pure devotees, and the point that they're not, and they cannot fall, because they're now part of his nature. And the Vaikuntha planets that are in the material realm are also part. So they're all of his transcendental nature. Do they have different functions in that nature? Well, of course they do. The gopis don't exchange, you know, uh, their loving affairs with Krishna in the same way the the Gopas do, but they're all manifestations of krishna 's internal potency so that's that's what 's happening in this part of the Sundarbha. so you you can't go away for months and then just come back. <laughs> you have to stay one <laughs> day. Shri Hari upholds in the shape of the Katsupa Gem the living beings of this world who are beyond material contact, free from the goodness of nature and pure. That's from the Vishnu Purana. Let's talk about another instance and and quote another few verses from the Bhagavat Purana. Um... So, Krishna's pure devotee, Maharaj Ambarish, uh, uh, was attacked by Durvas Muni. I forget the exact circumstance. Does anybody remember?
1: That's something to do with an Akadi. He was fasting, yeah. Ambarish was was fasting and he broke a fast, I believe. At the wrong time? Uh, before serving Durvasa Muni or something, mm. and he got upset, and, and that's where the whole rest story, you
0: know. Okay. So Durvasa Muni, a great Muni, you know, a great sage, uh, felt insulted by an action of one of Krishna's devotees in the in the way that the devotee probably felt that he needed to break a codice so he'd be purified enough to serve the Muni. I
1: think he didn't break
0: the Akash. He He kept it for a whole year. He drank water. water. Which is water. Yeah, it's considered fast breaking fast, but not breaking fast.
1: This is the gray
0: area. Okay. Anyway, the Mooney felt insulted and uh, um, he created a witch uh, to attack uh, Maharaj Ambarish out of his mystic powers. I'm sure there's different, it's relayed differently in different Puranas, but uh, it's brought out here that uh, he used his mystic potencies to create a witch. And the witch attacked Ambarish Maharaj. And immediately, who came to the rescue? Sudarsan Chakra. Sudarsan Chakra. Showing again, it's the same as Krishna himself. And he came and he was relentless in in attaining retribution against Durvas Muni for insulting this devotee, Ambarish Maharaj. And he chased Durvas Muni around the universe. And Durvas tried to find shelter everywhere. He went wherever he could and finally he went all the way to the transcendental realm and and approached the lord's other form <laughs> hey, this is your weapon here that's chasing me uh, i'm a i'm a brahmin and this is you know you want to kill a brahmin and i guess vishnu said well what can i do he's he's it's my chakra but I know how you can resolve the situation just go and apologize to the devotee that you offended and my chakra just like I will be fully placated so he did that and the point being made through through the narration here as presented in the Anucheta is again we see an instance where the Lord's weapons are acting with all the power and authority of the Lord himself and their vision so if you can see in the Sudarsan Chakra the complete universe if you can see the Sudarsan Chakra coming forth and protecting Krishna's devotees just the way Krishna would protect the devotees you can see that that these these weapons are of Krishna's internal Swarup Shakti they're non-different from his very self says in the 8th canto, the Lord assumed his unmanifested spiritual form, which became manifest with ornaments and weapons. Wait, then, now that's the earlier verse, I'm sorry. Here, sutrasan, O Sudarsan Chakra. Ambarish said, this is Ambarish finally trying to placate the, the Sudarsan Chakra so that he, he doesn't dispatch Durvas. O Sudarsan Chakra, you are fire, the sun, who is lord of the cosmos and the moon, the master of all luminaries. You are water, earth and sky. You are the air, the five sense objects and the senses as well. O Sudarsan Disks, you are justice, the eternal law and truth. You are encouraging. You are encouraging statements. You are sacrifice and the enjoyer of all sacrifices. You are the maintainer of the entire cosmos and the self of all. You are the supreme prowess of the Divine Person. Another final Praman. When Sri Krishna departed, I'm sorry, depart, prepared to disappear Uh, his weapons left before him and Daruka his driver said the following this is from the 11th canto all the divine weapons of Vishnu rose up and followed the chariot Lord Janarda then spoke to his chariot driver who was most astonished to see this so the Lord's weapons are fully conscious When when the Lord's dispatched his chariot to the transcendental realm, the weapon said, well, you've got to go with it. The Lord's weapons and ornaments are also considered to be his associates. Conce- consequently, they too are transcendental and belong to his internal potency. Hmm. I have a few minutes. Do you want to hear about Vishrarupa? I actually am going to read from Bhaktivedanta Swami's summary of the chapter on the Narayan Kavacha. As you know, when he presented the Bhagavatam, he would write just a short paragraph. Like if you ever just want to read the Bhagavatam quickly, as you would the Krishna book, you can simply go to the beginning of each chapter and just read there's generally two or three paragraphs, and all the highlights that's presented in the chapter are there in Krishna book-like narration. This narration's a little thick because Prabhupada's presenting exactly how the devotees can use the Narayan Kavacha. So this is Vishwarupa speaking to Indra uh, in this chapter as to how to put this shield on to take pr- protection from this shield. It's not really complicated either. I mean, if you read it. So if you can have the faith that Vishwarupa, you know, was trying to impart to the demigods, this is available for your use. To take protection from this shield, one must first touch kusa grass. Well, maybe it is difficult. I don't know where that is. <laughs> and wash one's mouth with, with achman mantras. One should observe silence and then place the eight-syllable Vishnu mantra on the parts of his body and place the 12-syllable mantra on his hands. The eight-syllable mantra is Om Namo. Narayanaya. This mantra should be distributed all over the front and back of the body. The 12 syllable mantra, which begins with the pranava omkar, is Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. One syllable should be placed on each of the fingers and should be preceded by the prayer pranava omkar. Therefore, man, one must chant, I'm sorry, thereafter, one must chant Om Vaishnava Namaha, which is a six-syllable mantra. One must cr- progressively place the syllables of the mantra on the heart, the head, between the two eyebrows, on the sika, and between the eyes, and then one should chant Ma Astraya fatna and with this mantra protect himself from all directions. Nadevo Devam Archayet One who has not risen to the level of a deva cannot chant this mantra. Oh well, I misspoke, I'm sorry. But devotees are greater than devas, so... According to this direction of the Shastras, one must think himself, qualitatively non-different from the Supreme. Qualitatively. There's other qualitatively, so like quantitatively. But qualitatively, we're all spirit. After finished this dedication, one must offer a prayer to the eight-armed Lord Vishnu who sits on the shoulders of Garuda Dave. Also, one also should think of are you ready this is a long list but I think you know them all so you're thinking of Lord Vishnu with eight farms on the back of Garuda then you need to think of the fish incarnation Vamana, Korma, Nasringa, Varaha, Parasaram, Ramachandra the elder brother of Lakshman Naranarayan, Dattatreya an empowered incarnation Kapila, Sanat Kumar, Hari Griva, <clears throat> Narada Dev, the incarnation of a devotee, Dhanvantari, Rishav Dev, Yajna, Balaram, uh, Vyasudev, Buddha Dev, and Keshava. One should also think of Govinda, the master of Vrindavan, and one should think of Narayan, the master of the spiritual sky. One should think of Madhusudana, Tridhamma, Madhava, Rishikesha, Padmanabha, Janardhan, Damodar, and Visvakswar, as well as the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna himself. After offering prayers to the Lord's personal expansions, known as the Swamsa and Saktavish avatars, one should pray to the weapons of Lord Narayan, such as the Sudarsan, Gada, Saka, Kanga, and Bow. After explaining this process, Sukadeva Goswami told Maharaj Parikshit how Vishwarupa, the brother of Rishasura, described the glories of the Narayan Kuvacha to Indra. There's a lot. If I started on Vishwarupa I could get carried away. I really like that pastime, so I think I'll stop here for this evening. Are there any questions, comments?
1: just one quick question um, you mentioned some of the manifestations of Krishna but aren't there countless yes so are there more mentioned throughout the Bhagavad Gita
0: Bhagavad Gita I think most of these will be mentioned in the Gita uh, I mean and there's more in this list than in the Gita I don't, maybe I'm not understanding your question there's unlimited okay. forms. Okay.
1: Could they just mention that list?
0: This okay. is the list that's mentioned in relationship to this specific protection of a body with with spiritual armor for a for somebody that's a demigod who's trying to to put things right in the universe again. Mm-hmm. So these things happen. Sometimes sometimes the wrong people take office. You know, so sometimes the king of heaven and all of his associates are overthrown by a, uh, you know, a, a bad regime of of people that have really don't have uh, humanity's best interest at heart, um, and this creates difficulty for Christian devotees. the real The real key to the demigods keeping keeping their positions in this in the trans, you know, in the in the spiritual, not the spiritual realm but the heavenly planets and administrating material affairs is they have enough good sense to know to not to not interfere with Krishna's pure devotees like the lord of death will never approach somebody who's who's Krishna's devotee Krishna personally takes care of that if there's even death for a devotee in that normal sense of the term, because there isn't. So imagine that. That Yamaraj, the superintendent of death, he told all of his servants, all the men that you know, well I don't know we could call them men. They're kind monsters. of monsters. <laughs> something like that. Monsters were working for the right cause, I guess. Uh, he said, "Don't, don't go to the devotees. Well, how do we know who is and who isn't? Well, if someone's once chanted the Lord's holy name, he's a devotee. Leave him alone. So it's a. So it's a, what can we say? What is it?
1: Super compassionate.
0: <laughs> it's the story of Ajamil. Does that answer your question?" Anything else?
1: Could you please repeat, I never heard about the Sudarshana chakra present chakra. At the same time, it's a presentation of the universe.
0: In other words, the point being made is the Sudarsad chakra is not different from, from Krishna, from Vishnu. So, in the wheel of the sutrasana chakra, just as in the mouth of Krishna, uh, a devotee once saw the entire universe. So, the points being made through this revelation by this devotee that we could understand from, from this revelation that someone experienced, that... The Lord's Sudarsan Chakra is cent percent transcendental and comprised of the same energy as the Lord Himself. Does that explain it? Yes. Um, So if... um I think it was like, if some, um, so if someone looked in their eyes, mouth, would they see Krishna? Well, if Krishna wanted to show, again, it's a matter of, of, of all these kind of, uh, you know, uh, epiphanies or revelations, they all are happening, you know, due to Krishna's mercy. I mean, Krishna could manifest a form right here before this little group, this little sanga, if he so desired. So, in a certain instance, uh, Mother Yasoda wanted to look into Krishna's mouth for dirt, and she he so showed her all the do- dirt in existence and more. So, you know, it's just it's just Krishna's leela. Similarly, the Suta chakra is, is Krishna. There's no difference is the point being made here. So, some devotee, Sutrasana Chakra manifested uh, a vision for that devotee to see, just like Arjuna on the battlefield. Nobody, you know, not everybody saw the, you know, Virat Rup, you know, but Krishna did manifest a, a, he did put on one heck of a, a display of his energies just to get the point across to Arjuna and to everybody that's there with Arjuna in that sacred literature reading along that the material energy is just a manifestation of the Supreme Lord's, you know, transcendental shaktis. So here's a whole... Here, look. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. I have thousands and millions of arms and legs and fire coming out of my mouth. And Arjuna said, "I've seen enough. can you just let's just go back to the chariot? I don't. This is this is not helping me at all. I understand your point, but he wanted verification. We were in the we're in the you know the verification area of the Gita here. Prove it." So Krishna's proving it. Arjuna was already convinced who Krishna was, but not everyone would be. I mean, Krishna had already, you know, he'd spoken about his various opulences. This whole area of the Gita there is, is centered around that, letting somebody understand According to their environment, uh, that actually, you know, God's everywhere, and anywhere you see something wonderful in this manifestation, know that it's a spark of His splendor, and that's how Krishna ends up this whole dialogue in the Gita. But again, all these revelations—it's not like every devotee is going to see these things, and uh, Krishna can manifest and and. Other devotees may not even see that he's there. Devotees do the same thing. Narada could manifest. And a kirtan. And only certain devotees may even know he's there. Prabhupada said to his disciples, he asked one of them, did you see Narada was at our kirtan tonight? They went, really? Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't quite notice that he was there. <laughs> but if you say so. <laughs> and certainly he was there see what I'm saying thank you so much for your association